So what I'm going to do in this recording is just cover some of the key points that I make in a couple of the editing lessons you will find in the course notes this week. They don't translate super well to audio, as I mentioned earlier. So I've pulled out the bits that do. I'm going to bring those all together here. And I advise you to make sure you log into the full Teachable site to catch all the rest of it. So everyone has different approaches to editing. In this lesson, I'm going to share my own recommended processes. And for me, all of the magic happens in the VSCO app, the Visco app. But you can obviously apply all the same principles, whichever app you have decided to use. The key points here are really this. Number one, start by cropping. So your editing app should have Instagram set ratio already in there of four to five. That's four colon five available as a default size so you can immediately get down to the dimensions you're going to be working with and also crop in on any details get rid of anything that's accessory in the shot that you don't want in there so the next step is to start fixing any problems with the shot if you're not sure about how to do this don't worry there is a whole lesson in the course notes that takes you through it but it doesn't translate to audio at all so you'll need to log in and find that there but things like were you working maybe with some strange light maybe you had some overhead lighting you couldn't get rid of or the scene is a little bit wonky, maybe it's a bit underexposed, anything like that, you try and get the picture to that place where it is as accurate representation of what you saw in the real world as possible before you go any further with your edits. Once you've got it there as close to perfect or real life as possible, then you can start to add your effects and your presets. You can try on your favourites like dresses, see which ones you prefer. The reason I do it in this order is because you will always get a very predictable result from a preset if you're always applying it to pictures that have started from the same place. If you have an image that's already very warm, for example, and you apply a warm preset, you might end up with a super yellow toned image. Whereas if you applied that same preset to a more naturally cool tone photograph, you would get a completely different result. We're going to talk in a minute about white balance and why this matters. But for now, just get it into your head. The best order is to start by correcting any problems and then start adding the creative things. Remember as well that if need be, you can always go back in and use those editing tools after you've added your presets to make minor tweaks and to complete your vision. Presets and filters then are a collection of edits and adjustments that have been grouped together so you can apply them with a single click. These are really valuable if you want to make the same exact adjustments to your photos every time and if you're finding you're doing that regularly you can even create your own preset to save you time. Most editing apps and Instagram's own editing tools as well offer you a range of presets Sometimes they're included by default and sometimes there are additional ones available for purchase. You might also have seen photographers and other creators selling their own unique presets for Lightroom that you use in the same way. So it's worth remembering there is nothing a preset does that you cannot manually recreate for yourself. Sometimes people will come to me with pictures from other creators they really love and say, how do I make this effect? How, what preset are they using? And it doesn't matter because if you know what values you want to create in your image, then it's just a question of figuring out what tools you can use to create that. This is the real beauty, I think, of playing around with ready-made presets, especially at the beginning, because it allows you to try on a whole different range of edits that you might not have thought of for yourself. And you can do it in a really short space of time. That's why I like that analogy of trying on dresses. They're all there on the rack. You've got nothing to lose by just throwing one on and seeing how it feels. When you're first experimenting with presets like this, do allow yourself to go wild, test out a whole range of styles. You'll find that just gradually 
you start to identify the ones you're most drawn to and maybe able to build up a short list of your favorites. In some apps, you can then arrange these so they come at the top or you have them as your automatic choices for presets. But after you use your editing app enough times, it becomes automatic with your finger memory anyway. Not every image is going to work always with the same preset. So do remember that you don't have to restrict yourself to a single one. I tend to have kind of three or four favorites at any one time I have in rotation. And you can always go back in with your editing tools and make additional tweaks like tailoring that dress that you bought off the rack so it perfectly fits your form. In the course notes you'll find a video of me using VSCO and talking through the different tools and how I use them. I've also linked to some editing tutorials that I found helpful in other apps and if you find one for your favourite app somewhere on YouTube or Instagram come and share it in the Facebook group it's really valuable to hear how other people are uncovering this information. So the other thing we want to talk about here is white balance. I kind of think this is a secret weapon for getting that sense of harmony and flow in your Instagram grid. And it's something that's so, so easily to overlook, especially if you're not from a photographic background. For anyone who's not heard of this term before, I'm going to read you a definition of white balance. White balance is the process of removing unrealistic color casts so that objects which appear white in person are rendered white in your photo. Proper camera white balance has to take into account the colour temperature of a light source, which refers to the relative warmth or coolness of white light. So, in simple English, it's really just about how white your whites really are, and of course that has repercussions for all the other colours in your picture too. There are lots of examples in the course notes of different white images with different colour casts on them to really help you get your head around this. I think it's something that's best learnt visually. But I wanted to just touch on it here and make sure that you were signposted to that and knew that it was something that's missing from this audio version. If you're shooting with a proper camera, uh, I'm putting that in inverted commas, proper camera, um, then you can probably adjust the white balance to your scene as you're shooting and create something that's truest to life in that way. If you're shooting with your phone, it's actually a bit trickier to do and it's much easier to just fix it in post-production. And that's the techniques that I take you through in the class notes for this section. When we're applying presets and edits, it's really easy to lose that consistency in our white balance. And if we're shooting pictures in a whole range of different lights, it becomes a really tricky thing to find. So tuning into this, deciding ahead of time what you're aiming for with your white balance, making a note of it in your workbook so that you know time and time again to return to that same neutral light is going to really serve you as you play around with different styles and creating different images, making sure that it still feels really cohesive. It's a funny thing that on Instagram, we're not really tuned into supernaturalistic editing because it's a place where we go to see really creative imagery. So it means actually finding true or realistic white balance is not necessarily the aim here. I know a lot of product-based businesses worry about this, like maybe it's misleading to customers if you're editing your images with presets, maybe changing your white balance and it's going to affect the colours. But actually white balance is the best answer to that problem because if you can make sure your white balance is always the same, always consistent, then you know that you're showing your products in a consistent way and correcting for any colour changes that might be happening because of the light or the surroundings. It's super important if you have a business that requires you to share images that have perhaps been created or edited by other people too. So maybe you're a wedding florist or a dress designer and you have lots of different wedding photographers' photos coming in to showcase your product. Knowing how to adjust the white balance in those pictures after the fact will mean that you're able to make all the images harmonise together really, really well. If you're finding this tricky, I always say maybe pull out some of your predominantly white images. It's always easiest to see in those. So ones with a white wall, ones maybe with a white page, anything like that. Put them side by side and try and just see the different colours that are included in the images. 
You can also open one of those photos onto your phone screen and then sit your phone on a piece of blank white paper and you can see side by side, like this is natural, pure white. What color is the background on your picture? Finally, if you are using the preset range, sometimes they come in these bundles, but don't assume that all the presets in the same bundle will have the same white balance, the same color cast. Often they don't, and you need to be aware of that just so you can get this really consistent in your editing and know that whatever you're putting out is going to harmoniously sit beside everything else you've already produced. Make sure you check in the course notes as well for the lesson that I've called Fixing Problems, where I share some of the photos I took that didn't turn out quite so well first time and how I used apps and these post-production techniques to turn them into something that I felt was grid-worthy. As always, the best shot is the one that you get right first time straight with the camera, but it is incredible what you can do if you know what you're doing with these apps in a very short space of time.